talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Well, welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by my partner in faith, Emily Schmid. Hi, Julie. Good to see you today. It's so good to be with you, Emily. And thank you so much for being helping out while Chris has been on sabbatical these last few months. And gosh, you know, I was looking at the calendar. We were doing some show planning. It's well, it's coming to a close because she'll be back in January. Yeah, it's been a really fun time and it's been a really blessed opportunity to get to do this with you, Julie. Oh, it's it's been great for me as well. You know, with the Holy Spirit, you never knew know who's helping who here, right? Exactly. Exactly. I just want to um, just say one thing. I just I, we were bantering before we went on the air today about um, the uh, Jesus that they made. They took the Shroud of Turin and made a life form of Jesus up from the markings of the Shroud of Turin. So yeah. I just want to ask anybody, does anybody else think that looks like Jonathan Umi from The Chosen or Jesus? I think it does for sure. That was like the first thing. I thought it was a picture of like a future chosen episode. And I was like, that looks, that's the actor from chosen. And then when I read more about it, I was like, that's not the actor from chosen. That's a rendition of Jesus. So I know, that was pretty cool to see. It's not a long candy. They casted well. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, just to introduce to you all our topic today in the show, we're going to have our guest, our Maggie DeWitty. She's the executive director of, Pulse Life Advocates, formerly Iowans for Life, and Tom Quiner, who is the board president. And they'll be joining us in a little bit later to tell us all the incredible things that are happening with Pulse Life Advocates. But let's begin with a prayer. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we ask for the intercession um, of our Blessed Mother for this time as we pray the prayer that we all love. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So it's great pleasure here at Catholic Women Now to introduce our guest today. Maggie DeWitty, she served as the executive director of Pulse Life Advocates, formerly Islands for Life, since 2010. And prior to her role as executive director, she served on the board of directors for Pulse Life Advocate for two years. She's married for 24, has been married for 24 years and has four children. And she attends church at St. Vincent of the CC Church in West Des Moines. And Tom Quiner, he is the board president of Pulse Life Advocates. And Tom has been married to his lovely wife, Karen, for 43 years. They have three grown children, two grandchildren. And Tom, interesting enough, converted to the Catholic Church in 1981 and attends Holy Trinity Catholic Church now. So welcome to Catholic Women Now, Tom and Maggie. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, lots of things are going on. A lot of new things happening at Pulse Life Advocates, which was formerly Iowans for Life. I know you're you're working on getting that change made over as to your new to name. But I want to know why why the change and how did you come up with Pulse Life Advocates? Yeah, it was an interesting process. You know, Iowans for Life is the longest standing pro life organization in Iowa. We were formed in 1972, so. 
September 1st, we came up to 50 years of existence here in Iowa. And with that, we were really looking at how we can extend our reach, how we can build our outreach, how we can build our educational efforts. And so we looked into a marketing company. And one of the first things they said is, have you considered rebranding? And we said, absolutely not. We're Iowans for life. We've been Iowans for life for 50 years. What are you talking about? Um, But they did convince us to consider it, which we did some focus groups, looked at some different names, and the results came back very clear to us that people really liked the name Pulse Life Advocates, particularly the younger demographic. And not to discount the older demographic, but we do know they're the future and we do want to reach out to that younger demographic. And so that was a big pull to us. Um, And just looking at where we go from here for the next 50 years, uh, having that new name, that new presence, that kind of invigoration kind of just led us to, to look at changing our name. And so here we are. So, Tom, did, how much did you have as board president input to all this? Well, I I was the one who was the most resistant on the whole process. And when we sat down in this meeting and the marketing company that we were collaborating with suggested it, I was that was not why I was there to talk about. We had other fish to fry. So I came along a little slowly in the whole thing. But here's, here's what ended up hitting me about it. Uh, I went for life is really doing some cutting edge stuff. We have grown tremendously. There seemed to be some confusion uh, with us and other groups in the state of Iowa. So we thought with our 50th anniversary upon us, what a great time to rebrand and have a a fresh look and let people um, just really give them a new insight into the creative things that we're doing to promote life. Wonderful. I love how it, it resonates with the generation behind us, the younger, the younger crowd, because that's so important right now to engage that, that um, as demographic group of the church. Oh, absolutely. Our young people are the future and we need to get them more invested and involved in the movement. I feel like I'm talking to Emily because she's yeah. younger than I am. <laughs> <about this. laughs> what do you think of that, Emily? Um, I believe that, yeah, the, the young people need to be involved and I, I'm kind of creeping less and less into the young category with every year. So, but, um, I mean, I was very much involved in pro-life advocacy in college. That's where I was introduced to, to all of that and attended my first March for life, um, in DC and it, uh, so getting the younger people involved is really important to me because, yeah, like Maggie said, they're the future. And if we don't pass along this information and knowledge to them, then no one's going to bring it forward with them. I look at it from the perspective that someday they will be passing and voting laws that will affect yeah. me in my later life years as well, my end of life years as well. So, well, we're visiting with Maggie DeWitty, Executive Director of Pulse Life Advocates, and Tom Coiner, the board president here on Catholic Women Now. We have more to come with them about their mission, what they're doing, all the exciting things that are happening. You're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Honey, I'm so excited for our kitchen remodel. All right, you love birds, floors, natural hardwood. Okay. Wow, that was quick. Countertops. Definitely natural granite. Check. Woohoo! 
And that wall? Tear it down. It let in more natural sunlight. Done. Whoa. Speaking of tearing down walls, your family planning. Natural, right? Natural family planning is 99% effective at achieving or delaying pregnancy. And there are no harmful chemicals. So it's better for you and the environment. Tear down the wall. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio funded by Loris College, an innovator and leader in Catholic liberal arts education located in Dubuque. Dedicated to integrating the Catholic intellectual tradition throughout the curriculum, Loris College transforms students as active learners, reflective thinkers, ethical decision makers, and responsible contributors within our communities. Named the fifth best baccalaureate college in the nation by Washington Monthly, Loris College invests in graduate and undergraduate students to achieve a bright future. Learn more at loris.edu. That's loris.edu. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham from the Catholic Morning Show. Join me along with Father P.J. McManus for Iowa Catholic Radio's Footprints of God Holy Land Pilgrimage, November 2023. Expert guides Steve and Janet Ray will lead us on this spiritually enriching biblical adventure. We'll visit Caesarea Philippi, where Jesus said, You are Peter. Nazareth, including the Church of the Annunciation, plus the House of the Holy Family. Space is limited. Early bird pricing available. Full brochure and details at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agencies. Serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus, the Fraternal Benefits Society, able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Walker Borman can help at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801 or kofc.org. kofc.org. Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Emily Schmidt, and we are visiting today with Maggie D. Whitty. She's the Executive Director of Folks Life Advocates and Tom Kleiner, who is the Board President. And right before the break, we talked a little bit about the name change and how that's resonating with more people, especially younger people. Now I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about what the mission is and more more. Um, unpack that a little bit more because I think sometimes often we'll hear when someone hears of a pro-life group their their first thought is oh this group is only to end abortion but after being on your website pulseforlife.org it's not true at all so maybe could you just speak to a little bit of what all you offer Sure. I think, I think you, you pinpointed one of the biggest myths that we have in the pro-life movement, but specifically, we really do try to address that at our organization. You know, we educate on the sanctity of human life from fertilization all the way to natural death. So that entails quite a few issues. Abortion being a front runner, obviously, but that also includes talking about natural family planning, um, talking about the the dangers of contraception, all the way up to physician-assisted suicide and euthanasia, which are becoming an ever-present issue within our culture and our society uh, more and more each day. So all of those uh, topics are, are things that we address, and we do that by a variety of different ways. We provide educational uh, events and activities. We have projects. And then, of course, we do our share of advocacy work at the Capitol. And so that kind of that three-pronged approach helps us hit every area. So when we talk about our educational efforts, you know, we have a curriculum for the schools and churches. Um, We've done billboard campaigns. 
We have social media videos to help people equip them to talk about abortion. And uh, so they can have conversations with their family and their friends. We have the March for Life in Washington, D.C., the Iowa State Fair booth, some of our bigger uh, educational opportunities that we have every year. Then we do a lot of prayerful things because we know, of course, that's our foundation. So we're involved in 40 Days for Life. Um, we're nearing uh, the end of our fall 40 Days for Life campaign. Uh, we have a prayer for life at the Capitol every year. Um, we're involved in the life chain. We're um, going to be launching a a, um, a, a prayer apostolate coming up this next year so people can be actively praying for our efforts. So all of those kinds of things that we're involved in and then the advocacy at the Capitol, which is very important um, that we have good good laws that represent our citizens. You know, I really appreciate your focusing on the prayer and spiritual aspect. If I can just ask, I don't know if this is a quick answer or a long answer, but especially Tom as a board president, what was the decision to make that spiritual component a part of Pulse Life Advocates? You could have easily just become a secular, you know, a more secular um, group and maybe reach more people. So why did you guys decide to incorporate that into your organization? Well, you know, I think it was already part of it by the time I came onto the board. But let's face it, the whole battle we're involved in is spiritual warfare. Yeah. And if you don't have prayer as the foundation, then you're not really fighting the war. So I, I think that's a recognition that we've seen with every issue that we're confronted. Mm-hmm. Abortion is is an obvious evil to most of us, but I think a lot of people don't understand the role contraception has played in it and how the contraception issue in a way was the first domino that began to fall that has led to all the other confusion we have. Um, the whole, the whole issue here is spiritual warfare. And if we don't have the blessed mother and St. Joseph praying with us, um, we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're fighting the battle with at least one arm tied behind our back, if not both. Powers and principalities in scripture. So powers and principalities. Well, Tom, I want to um, just kind of talk a little bit about, I mean, um, Maggie, you mentioned how your primary focus is, is to end abortion. And Tom, I just want to ask you a little bit, how has this recent Supreme Court decision brought momentum or just a different vibe to, to what you're doing here with what's Life Advocates? Well, for, for, it, it really rejuvenated us, not that we needed rejuvenation, but just having fought for a half a century, um, this the road decision came down when I was in college and I was Protestant. It was just not on my radar. It took me about another uh, five or six years before abortion, abortion became an issue. So it was a, a huge moment of celebration. But we knew immediately that our, in a way our battle is just beginning. We had a whole new set of challenges because it now moves to the state level. There's still national wrangling that's that's going on. And we may touch on that a little bit later, but it brought the battle back to the state. So all of the pro-life groups in Iowa uh, are talking about how should we best address the issues that are coming down the pike and how can we collaborate together better? So I think that you're seeing a focus 
and smart marketing push that's being made by the um, the whole pro-life coalition of which Pulse is a member and Maggie is, you're the uh, chairperson of that group, aren't you? You might talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that to Tom's point, I mean, it, it was, you know, a celebration that was just monumental uh, for everyone in the pro-life movement to have fought for 50 years and finally seen our efforts come to fruition. But then I think conversely, I think people then thought, oh, your job's done. Rose over. Um, no, <laughs> I wish I wish that were the case. But no. Uh and as Tom said, you know, the, the laws go back to the states. And so um, we here in Iowa, we are still having abortion. Um, we do have some laws on the books. We have a 20-week abortion ban still. Um, now we have a 24-hour waiting period before obtaining an abortion. So we do have some good laws on the books, but not all the way there. And that's what we're going to continue to advocate for this coming legislative session. And I think that the risk we have is there could be some top-down stuff from the federal government that can undermine everything we're trying to do. Yeah, we're seeing that. Yeah. Midterm elections coming up, we're seeing that. We That's really pressing. We're really pressing into that. Well, we're visiting with Maggie DeWitty, Executive Director of Pulse Life Advocates, formerly Islands for Life, and Tom Kleiner, the Board President. You're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio, and when we come back, we will have more to talk about here. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line? It's for the kids and their future. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join s-e-r-r-a.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here in Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Emily Schmidt, and we are speaking with today Maggie DeWitty, 
the executive director of Pulse Life Advocates, which was formerly Islands for Life, and Tom Quiner, who is the board president. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit before we took a break, but I'd like to have you each expand a little bit about we're in a critical time in our nation right now. It feels like we're kind of on the fulcrum of a teeter-totter. There's a lot of pressing in nationally and um, locally as far as midterm elections. And um, can, can what do you address that in some way, Tom? Yeah. Uh, how about if I just make some reference to some of the, the national implications of this yeah. election? Be because uh, a lot of people think that, well, abortion is a single issue, and it's not. There's multiple issues involved with abortion. And at the national level, uh, you have a disconnect between the uh, Democratic Party's leadership and the rank-and-file Democratic voter. The rank-and-file Democratic voter is really more in tune with the Republicans' agenda on abortion than with their own party. The National Democratic Party calls for no regulations on human abortion, They call for the end of all conscience protections, and they want taxpayers to fund abortions. So the significance is Catholic hospitals are expanding in this country. Catholic hospitals serve one out of every every seven patients in this country, and they're expanding to the chagrin of pro-abortion politicians and doctors who recognize the Catholics won't do abortions. And so they are putting up political obstacles and legal hurdles to prevent Catholic mergers. So that's something a lot of people don't realize. Catholic hospitals are going into underserved areas. And despite that fact, they're running into roadblocks coming from the state of Washington, Oregon, California, and Connecticut. And all these things start working their way to the Midwest. So we need to be on top of this now by electing pro-life politicians who will stop it. May, what about at the state level? So the state level, you know, as I had said before, we are still currently have abortion on the books. We have a 20-week abortion ban, and we have a 24-hour waiting period before you can obtain an abortion. Uh, we are going to work at trying to eliminate abortion with legislation in this next session at a life at conception or life at fertilization uh, bill. Also, Governor Reynolds just recently um, filed a motion to vacate the injunction against our heartbeat bill. In 2018, we were able to pass our heartbeat bill, but that got um, was never able to be enforced. And so she's filed a motion. We actually have a hearing coming up this Friday at 1.30 at the Polk County Courthouse to hear the arguments about being able to bring that heartbeat bill uh, back well, it, it never went away. It was still law, but it was not enforced. And so we'll please be praying for that because we could see at least that going forward as well. And, but we are also seeing some other threats. Um, one thing that, that a lot of people don't realize is that we are seeing now the dangerous RU486, which is the abortion pill, now being able to be mailed through the U.S. postal system. And um, the FDA got a waiver uh, to be able to do that because it's against the law to to have those kinds of dangerous drugs through the postal system. But they got a waiver to do that. And so we're really looking into that and knowing that it is happening in Iowa and across the country. 
uh, women are getting this without having physical exams. We don't understand and know the implications of, of how they're tracking this in terms of minors being able to receive these dangerous drugs right to their home. So uh, we're, we're seeing those kinds of issues and threats that we need to be very aware of as well as some of you may have, have heard of, of what happened at the Des Moines City Council. Um, Pulse was there recently, but we had a council member who uh, put together proposals stating that uh, abortion law shouldn't be enforced in Polk County, that police officers in Polk County should just disregard the law and not enforce anything to do with abortion. Thankfully, that proposal got shot down, but we're seeing things like that crop up all across the country. So that's happening on county levels and on city levels. So I guess the bottom line is we need to continue to be very vigilant on this issue. We got the big victory with the end of Roe, but we have a ways to go to change hearts and minds and we need to be aware. And that's why we're in existence. Pulse Life Advocates is here to equip you and to give you the resources so that you can stay informed about what's happening in your area and in your state. And where on your website, I know you have legislation issues. Is that where people can go to find information about pro-life candidates um, as well as all the current events happening around the country and state? Yeah, absolutely. Our legislative, uh, what our legislative page on our website is updated with information. Mm-hmm. We also, if you get signed up for our newsletters, we send out action alerts all of the time about yeah. different events like we did with the city council so that people were informed about what was going on. They could pray for it. So just stay connected with us on our website and social media because that's the best way to get up-to-date information about what's going on. And I would, I would I would add and encourage people to subscribe to our blog, which is usually updated on a weekly basis. It's Sweet. a very good website. I, yes, I, it is. It's a full service. Everything you need to know is on that website. You've done a very nice job of being thorough. And that's that's pulseforlife.org, correct? Pulseforlife.org. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write that down, everybody. Pulseforlife.org. <laughs> Very good, class. <laughs> well, you got a big event coming up. We sure yeah. do. We're celebrating our 50th anniversary Woo-hoo. with the Christmas gala coming up on Saturday, November 19th. The theme is the stars are brightly shining. I love that theme. Yeah, we thought, I mean, what, uh-huh. what could be better? So we're celebrating a half a century of um, standing up for our unborn brothers and sisters in the womb. We're celebrating the end of Roe. We're celebrating the um, uh, the correction on the Reynolds decision by the Iowa Supreme Court. So it's been a really good year on so many fronts. So we're inviting people to come to this Christmas gala. It's going to be at Prairie Meadows in the Meadows Ballroom on Saturday, November 19th. Tickets are $75 a person, or you can buy a table of 10 for $700, save a few bucks. We are going to feed you like your royalty because we believe pro-lifers are better than royalty. And we're going to entertain you with great music, but especially we're excited about bringing in the Sisters of Life. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone's ever heard them, they are spectacular. So they can go to our website, pulseforlife.org, and order tickets online. We look forward to seeing you there. 
Well, thank you, Maggie DeWitty and Tom Kleiner for joining us today here on Catholic Women Now. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you both. Thanks so much. Well, you've been listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio, Faith on Trial with Deacon Mike Mano and Gina Knowles up next. And remember, God loves you and has an amazing plan for your life. Today's Catholic Women on The Voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. Do impossible things you do.